Welcome to Is This Working? The tools we use to work have changed drastically, but how we work hasn't. In this podcast, we explore how we can make work work better for us. We're your hosts, me, Anna Codrerado, and me, Tiffany Philippou. In season two, we'll be exploring new issues related to our working lives, including resilience, boundaries, goals, and motivation. We will be telling more stories from the front lines of modern work, and we have some exciting guests joining us along the way. This isn't about the future of work. This is about what's happening in work right now. This week's episode of Is This Working is brought to you by Moo. Whether you're a big business or a freelance creative, Moo is the place to go to easily design and print quality business cards. And the kind folks at Moo have given us a special offer just for our listeners. To get 20% off your business cards, go to the moo.com website and use the code ISTHISWORKING when you place an order. This week, we spoke to sociologist, coach and organisational culture advisor, Holiday Phillips, who has spent over a decade working in companies, including Apple and Monzo. And she's now running a consultancy on organisational culture and leadership. She teaches compassion-based mindfulness and is also an integral coach, which is about coaching the whole person. On top of that, Holiday and I were childhood friends who had the pleasure of reconnecting in the last couple of years, thanks to us working together. And we had a really interesting conversation about what it means to bring your whole self to work. And finally, we had a bit of internet trouble, so the sound can be a bit spotty in places. So apologies for that and bear with us. Let's get on with the show. Hi, Holiday. Hi. How are you? Yeah, really good. Really excited to be here. Thank you so much for for having me. Thank you for being on the show. So today we're talking about why we should bring our whole selves to work, which is obviously a topic that you have a lot to say about. Yes. But should we start with, um, do you want to quickly just say who you are and then launch into where this concept of the whole self Uh, bringing your whole self to work comes from yeah absolutely um okay so who am I so I'm uh primarily a editor and consultant on organizational culture and leadership um I've spent the last 10 years working with tech companies mainly um on building cultures that scale on helping leaders um build values, values-driven organizations. Um, and then I also, alongside that, teach compassion-based meditation. So very much about how people can be in their whole selves at an individual level. Um, 
but yeah, my back, my background is in sociology, um, studying. So I've always been really fascinated by this link between how individuals, um, or, or this process by which individuals, um, change when they're in groups or in organizations so this topic is basically my jam I absolutely love it (laughs) great and is it are we right in thinking this is a topic that's very now and being discussed at work I think it's a topic that's been um I think it probably came into play probably longer ago than we think so um in the last 20 years, I think it's come in when people started to talk about emotional intelligence. That was, I think, the first wave of talking about whole self, where we started to see ourselves as um, beyond just minds at work, trying to do tasks into people who actually had it and need. Um, but I think because of how much we're sharing stuff now, um, it seems to have exploded in the last five five years and and then with people like Brene Brown yeah exactly um more people are talking about it now but it's been around for longer than we think and in your own definition how what do we what do you mean by bringing your whole self to work how would you define it yeah so I, I I thought about this a lot in the last couple of days and and I I I think there's almost like multiple levels to it. And I, I don't know which level um, we enter in at, but it's like, there's almost like your entry level of bringing whole self to work, which is I'm no longer hiding observable or kind of categorizable parts of myself. So if you think back, I don't know, um, 20, 30, maybe even less years, people wouldn't be able to come to work and say, I'm gay for example, or um, uh, I'm uh, whatever, something in that kind of diversity and inclusion space. So it's like, that's one part of, am I bringing my whole self to work and not afraid that it won't be accepted? Um, But then there's like a next deeper level that everyone experiences, which is, am I only portraying my perfect self? I think of it as my perfect self, which I think in business is like generally my strategic, um, uh, hard-nosed, leadership-driven, et cetera, et cetera, self, and not showing the soft, vulnerable parts of myself. And then there's like a third level that I don't know that we want, but I think it's worth talking about, which is this idea of, can I just be every single part of myself at all times? Um, So when I feel an emotion, do I just express it? Or if I have an opinion, am I just expressing it? And, And that's, I think that's where you get into kind of murky territories. I think everyone would agree that the first one is desirable. The second one we can debate, but the third one is more tricky. And what kind of examples do you have from workplaces of perhaps that second definition where it's bringing different parts of yourself to the workplace? What kind of examples do you have of that playing out? Yeah, so I, I um, do you know all the different personality profiling tools that there are? Yeah. MBTI and things like that. So, so I um, tr- teach uh, a style which is based on Jungian psychology. It's pretty similar um, and it's, it's called Insights. And it has essentially four different core 
personality types. Um, and one of them, and they do it in colors, and one of them is red. And red is characterized by being really competitive, driven, um, like uh, aggressive even, but it's this kind of typical masculine, and I, when I say masculine, I don't necessarily mean male, but masculine archetypal um, CEO, I'm doing quotation marks, way of being. Um, and then you have the other colors that represent different ones. And the one that sits opposite to red is green. So that is caring, um, values-driven, sensitive. And I did a kind of longitudinal almost study when I was working at Monzo, looking at people did the personality profiling like when they started, so maybe two years ago, and then they did it again now. And there was an overwhelming trend of people moving from green to red. And I've seen that in every workplace that I've been in, really, where there is this idea that a to be successful, you need to demonstrate these kind of traits. And so you chip away at the other ones because they're seen as not useful in business. Um, and often when we think about the perfect self, it's this like together, um, non-emotional, non-sensitive type of person. Um, and everything else is seen as weak. And that's one of the biggest examples that I've seen. And to have the data to kind of actually back it up was in equal part fascinating to me as a kind of nerd and also really as a person. <laughs> I find my instinct reaction to that was that's a terrible thing. Like I just emotionally reacted to that fact that people are becoming more red because that's valued in the workplace and also in quite modern workplaces as well. I think that's quite surprising as yeah, it, it is. It's 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 surprising and also um and also when I kind of got it and I thought about it, I was like, yeah, because I I recognize that stuff in me. I, I remember when I um I was doing a, a how to work with me at, at one at one of the places I worked, and you write kind of this is how I like to uh, work with people, this is how I like to receive feedback. And as autopilot, I wrote, I don't mind how I receive feedback. Um just give it to me anyway. Like kind of the underlying unsaid word was like, I'm really cool, you know, just tell it to me how it is. But if you know me, which you do, it's like, I'm so sensitive. And like, please do not give feedback to me. (laughs) Give me feedback in like loads of words and like preferably with a hug and stuff. But I just wrote that. I almost like had convinced myself that. And when I read it, I was like, wow, that is just such BS. Um, So I noticed it in in myself, you know, trying to, yeah what I see is desirable and I guess what that data also shows is that people aren't just it's not that they're not bringing their whole selves to work they're like shedding parts of their self as they continue their careers yeah I think that's such a beautiful that is a beautiful way of putting it yes shedding parts of yourself that yeah it's like not just adding parts it's shedding parts of yourself that you that you think aren't going to get you further or that you're ashamed of um and I think that's reinforced a lot both in the workplace I don't know what what you um think of this but also in um even empowerment messages which are all about often all about like I'm strong I can do anything grind 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 hustle 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 and and that's that's living in the world of empowerment as well so um 
I think we hear it from everywhere that there is one right way to be and the vast majority of people don't fit into that. So how can you bring your whole self to work in that world? Well, this is, I think what we're sort of getting at is that this concept of bringing your whole self to work in theory should help to reverse that trend and change that attitude that to be successful in a work environment, you have to either have a particular personality type or conform to certain rules or whatever it might be. So do you think that actually there is a way by being more authentic at work, it does kind of um, set this trend and this idea that everyone is welcome and that actually being more inclusive and being more diverse is the way forward? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely do. And I, and I think certainly in my own work, sometimes I, I question like, hey, is this really the, the most valuable thing I could be doing with my time, like creating cult- cultures and workplaces that, that support people to, to, to be themselves and exactly as you said. And then I do think of how much we, A, spend all of our time at work and also our identities are, are largely defined by work. And so I, I do think it's the best place to reverse this, this trend. And I, and I, and I, and I do see it happening. I, I've kind of started with doom and gloom, but I, I certainly do see it happening um, in terms of what kind of conversations are allowed at work. That's probably the biggest shift I've seen. So being allowed to talk about mental health, being allowed to talk about your emotional state. Um, there is an opening for sure in, in terms of what there is permission to show at work. Um, I also have this kind of underlying, I don't know whether it's concern, but I can kind of play it out and you can see what, see what it looks like that as long as the purposes of businesses is to drive value, monetary value very quickly, then you're kind of stuck in terms of how inclusive they can be to different types of people. Um, because the structures of the businesses were built by one kind of person and therefore optimized for one kind of person. So I think there's a lot that businesses are doing kind of on the top levels to let people be more whole, but the foundations only allow that to go some so, so far, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so, but as individuals is, is, is bringing, Actually, if, can I ask a selfish question? Obviously, you worked with me for a few months. Um, <laughs> did you feel like I was someone who brought my authentic self to work? So, yeah, so I think you're a very, very interesting case. And I'm going to drop down into kind of coach mode here. Is I think you really do bring your whole self to work. And my instinct is that because that is so fundamental to who you are, to be yourself, in any situation, you find the structures of businesses very, very lim- limiting, which is why you don't work in them. <laughs> <laughs> so true. This podcast is just one long therapy session for well, Tiffany. <laughs> well, the, the other thing I was going to say, and again, Holly, I feel like a holiday. I think you'll agree. Um, I used to be more of a red, but I'm becoming more green, I would say which is probably something to do with working more with Anna, being outside of the confines of business. Would that, does that sound possible? I think that sounds very possible. Yeah. 
because yeah. or you always were but now you are in a space where you can be your all, all dimensions of yourself exactly but then so say i'm in say i'm um an individual though who is at a company which has these structures that you have talked about which fundamentally makes it a very challenging environment to do that what should an individual strive to do with regards to bringing their whole self to work it's mm, a really good question I feel like when you're trying to impact change, there are always two levels that you can hit it at. You can be different within the structure. So for example, just by being, so I, I will often when I'm doing work with um, CEOs come to a meeting and I will purposely start with talking about how I'm feeling or um, saying something really vulnerable to just be different within the structure. And by doing that, kind of shake the structure from within. So I would say to individuals, purely by bringing elements of yourself that you don't think are palatable or um, rewarded in a way that feels safe for you, that is making... A, allowing you to, to, to be more of yourself, but it's also changing the, the system from within. But then there's the other way which you can do is you can come from outside and you can try and knock the, the structure down. So that's like, um, like, you know, the work that people are doing, I think, around diversity and inclusion and really calling out what they're seeing as, as fundamentally wrong. And you can do that within a business and, and, and um, suggesting ways that it could be could be changed so I think there's like a subtle you can do it just by being yourself and then there's a more activist way where you can call out where you aren't allowed to be yourself and why that's a problem Moo make it easy to design and print amazing quality business cards that are totally unique to you or your business. Whether you're a design pro or complete beginner, they've got the right level of support to match your needs. To get 20% off your business cards, go to the moo.com website and use the code isthisworking when you place an order. That's isthisworking, all one word with no question mark. More details and T's and C's in the show notes. So one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is I've been listening to Esther Perel's new podcast about work life and something that she talks about a lot, both on that podcast and also just in um, her work in general is this idea that we go to work and we're on our best behavior and that has an impact on our lives with our partners outside of work because often when we come home, we bring what she describes as the scraps of ourselves do you, is this thing that you have kind of um, thought about at all, but essentially the impact of what bringing our whole self to work has on our personal lives, whether it's for a positive or a negative? Mm. 
So do you know the way I always think about it? It's like, see how in Britain we have the, the culture of like work Monday to Friday and then go to Friday, uh, go to the pub on Friday and get piss. Mm. And if you walk through central London, you can see like, you see parts of people, people's whole selves, which is like, you know, the loud self or the kind of intimate self where people can talk about things that are, they wouldn't talk about if they weren't drunk. Um, or the kind of like exuberant and joyful selves. And, and I find that like a really amazing case study for the parts of ourselves we are not allowing out at work. And, and I think, I, I don't know the way you phrased it, but this feeling of like um, being buttoned up at work. And I think that's the, that is the, um, being like professional, would it be called, quote unquote professional, where people just talk in phrases that they would never say in their normal lives or they try and appear more kind of formal and and I think what that creates is this like pent up energy of authenticity that has to come out in some way and this is one way like people getting drunk and then being able to be free Um, perfect timing for office Christmas parties that are yeah totally is that you can't blame someone for like taking a picture of their bum on the photograph <laughs> whatever it is when for the whole year they be like, yes sir no sir it's like so repression I, I guess right like they've repressed themselves and then they just let loose that's it yeah that's exactly it and then to the partner's point I think that's really interesting I wonder whether it's like when you're when you're having to not be yourself or hide parts of yourself or chip away parts of yourself. It's painful because you're in shame because you're in some way saying, well, these parts of myself aren't good enough for other people. And then of course that comes out as anger or pain or or something. So I can, I can definitely see how that process affects your home life, your family life. And then presumably the reverse might be true that if you can work in an environment when you can be more of your authentic self, your life outside, your social life, your romantic life, whatever it might be, might actually also benefit. Definitely. So I, so I have just started the consultancy business with my partner and I was quite worried about, you know, that blending of work and home and would we have time for our relationship and would we just focus on work but something quite magical I feel has happened which is that because there is less of a line I mean there's no line between home and work which is possibly problematic but like the because it's so blended it's like you're not having to change into different outfits or like be professional self and real self like there is just one you and the benefits I feel that that's had for our relationship are huge because you you're what is it you're all of yourself all of the time I guess you're not having to hide parts of yourself for different situations so if you can create that in your work where by and large you're being authentic or not repressed then there's consistency to, to, to your life. There's like, um, do you know the term cognitive, dis- cognitive dissonance? Yes, but it's good to um, say what it is for anyone who doesn't know. It's like where what you're, what you're doing is out of alignment with 
um, what you believe or what you're thinking. Um, so you're kind of at war with yourself all, all the time. And that is a painful state to be in. So it's just that you have that alignment between how you're feeling inside, how you're acting outside. And um, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. One thing all of this has made me think about, and we've kind of touched on it, is how the definition of what it means to be professional is changing. Um, and is that something that you think is happening? Do you think that sort of even the concept of professionalism is evolving? Or should yeah. it evolve? So I instinctively, when I hear the word professionalism, I'm like, I feel like, I get that instant feeling of like, to me, in my mind equals repression. That's probably not, not right. But what is professionalism? So I think again of professionalism as mm, there is a suitable way to be, to get ahead. It brings up real images of like respectability and, um, kind of not being vulgar do you know what I mean it feels mm. very old English to me actually and like yeah it's a term I use quite a lot not quite a lot um <laughs> but it's a term I have used um so as discussed obviously I embrace the authentic way of working life but at the same time when I would see things that I thought were unprofessional so say a manager moaning in front of their team or maybe bitching about their own boss or maybe shouting at someone unfairly. Um, like these sorts of things that create that, that I felt, but I also wouldn't do that on the street like as well. But what do you think about like those sorts of things in professionalism? So I think that's it. Exactly. As you said, I also wouldn't do that on the street. I, I find it very interesting that we almost, um, would assume that there's professional behaviors and then there's like good behaviors. Like to me, shouting at someone or um, gossiping about someone or shaming someone, we don't do those because they're not, they're not good. I mean, and this gets you into kind of tricky territory because like is good, what is bad. But um, if you're working within like a, a world that says, I don't want to make other people feel bad. I don't want to do something that is hurtful or harmful to someone else. And that's equal to professionalism. Then I don't, I would just call it being a decent human being, I guess. Um, so I would, I would want to reframe professionalism to be just how do we treat each other in a way that helps us get the best out of ourselves and each other absolutely no matter where you are it shouldn't really make a difference because i love that point you make we talk a lot about how work-life balance uh, is bollocks on this podcast and mm -hmm. i love the point <laughs> i love the point you make about your whole self and oneself and how actually from what it sounds like with your story of your consulting business with your partner um that whole self makes everybody happier and that really helps with relationships and generally admitting more positive energy absolutely because certainly if i think of the times in my life when i've been most unhappy they've been when i have felt that i was not enough in some way you know trapped in some kind of trance of unworthiness and whenever you're not being your whole self 
that's what's happening. You're saying, oh, some part of me is not good enough, palatable enough, respectable enough. So you can't be totally happy in that space. Um, whether businesses have a duty to ensure people are happy is another question. Um, we can talk about that. But, but from an individual's perspective, I think you always want to be optimizing to, to be more of yourself. And so something we touched on right at the beginning of the conversation was around, you know, what's the right balance? And is there such a thing as bringing too much of your whole self to work? Um, so what, what do you think about that? Do you think that there is kind of a danger of this going too far? Um, and, you know, used examples of should you basically say every single thing that pops into your head um, in the workplace? Yeah, it's such a good question. I, I don't have like a clear answer, but I can but I definitely have some unclarified thinking that I can I can share. Those are our I, favorite kind of thoughts on this podcast. <laughs> I think I see it from two sides. So I think that there is from a side of like work or a business, do you want people to bring their whole selves to work? Mm. Maybe not, because every business has like, do you know how we talk about like, or uh, businesses have values. So say you have a value, which is discretion, um, respectability, formality, and then someone is really loud, really informal, then actually you don't want them to bring their whole selves to work. So that's a question of like finding a place of work where your whole self is the right self because we're all so different. So you, can we have businesses where everybody's whole self is perfect? Maybe in the future, I haven't seen it yet. Um, so that's one, one side. Um, but then from the individual's perspective, can it go too far? I think there's an element around um, sharing too much is not always good for you. So um, Brene Brown talks about vulnerability isn't just like laying your heart and guts out on the table um, and say everything that you feel at all times. Um, it's about having the courage to show the truest parts of yourself. So I think it can definitely go too far in terms of just like um, disclosing absolutely everything all the time because that may not be how you're feeling tomorrow. I may not be how you're feeling in, in a week. Um, and I have also seen, so mental health, I think is a really interesting one. I've seen businesses where by virtue of being incredibly supportive of different mental health, um, different mental health struggles, they create an environment where um, people just don't know what to do. Managers don't know what to do. Um, and, um, it can almost, it can end up bordering on um, un, unsafe. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but unsafe territory for everybody involved because people are becoming like untrained counsellors. Um, so I think that we're still in the period of working out what, what too much is. Um, but as we're trying to change things, I would always err on the side of being too much and then scaling back, um, if that makes sense. 
Absolutely. Um, and we always like to end with some practical advice for our listeners. So um, say I'm on my way to work this morning. How, what can I, is there any tips or advice you could give me to go to work and make, yeah, display some more authenticity as I arrive into the office? Yeah, it's a beautiful question. So I would say I would look inwards and ask what parts of myself am I hiding? What parts of myself am I shaming? What parts of myself are say, am I saying are not professional enough or good enough for work? And then, depending on how you're inclined, I would find small and safe ways to bring them to work. So whether that's talking to a trusted colleague about um, something that you're feeling that you think probably isn't something you should bring into the workplace or um, talking about areas of interest that you uh, haven't felt comfortable talking about before. Um, and then just see how that feels, see if it feels good and then scale up from there. So exactly when I teach meditation, I always tell people like when you're trying to change a way of being, start really small, check that it feels good, then do more of that and then just keep building up. Or if you're someone who just likes to make a big entrance and, 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 sh and shake things up, I would say, ask the same question. What parts of myself am I hiding? What parts of myself am I shaming? And then ask, what is the fullest version of that part I could be today? And then just go ahead and do that and see if that feels good. And then I guess, because uh, back to me, how you said that my authenticity didn't always work within the constraints of business. Is there also a world where once you become more comfortable within yourself, you maybe seek organizations or structures or a working life that does suit that more? Absolutely. So I know in my consultancy now, I made the commitment to myself that where possible, without like uh, not... Get, having work, um, I will only work with organizations who I feel are trying to create a better world in, in, in some way. Um, and that's just a, like a price of entry for me. So that's, that's me bringing my whole self and knowing like I am a deeply values driven person and I can't just go and work for someone who is like doing something that I dis disagree with. Um, and I think that the more people who get close to who they are and what matters to them, the more people will step out of a system that doesn't, that is ultimately not inclusive to, to, to everyone. And I, I think it's happening already and, and businesses are, are changing in, in response to that. But, you know, I mean, you, you're both testament to that and, and me as well. Like, this system is not big enough for me or free enough for me. So I'm going to step outside and create my own. And I think that's amazing. What a lovely note to end on. So you can definitely be your authentic self, be it in the office, out of the office, forging your own path. Um, so thank you so much for joining us holiday. This was really, really great. And I think we had some really valuable and practical tips for our listeners. So thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
This episode was brought to you by Moo. For 20% off quality business cards, enter the code ISTHISWORKING at the moo.com website. Thank you once again to Moo. You are listening to Is This Working? with your hosts, Anna Codrerado and Tiffany Philippou. The show was produced by Chris Bannister. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode if you enjoyed it. It will help other people find it. And of course, we want to hear from you because this podcast is all about how we can improve all our working lives. Email us at isthisworkingshow at gmail.com and tweet us at isthis underscore working. Thanks for listening. Bye.